It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor in 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. It is the Locked On Thunder podcast Monday episode being recorded on the 27th of August at right around 4 o'clock Central Daylight Time. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. And whenever you are listening to this, be it this afternoon as it's published, or you're using it for your morning show, or your evening show, or you're listening to this in the overnight, thank you. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And I can't tell you how grateful I am to be talking Thunder right now and how therapeutic these next 20 minutes or so are going to be. It's uh, been a lot of Oklahoma for me over the last few days because of uh, the Locked On Sooner podcast, but as we get closer to the season, I'm getting more excited about the Thunder. There are so many great storylines with this team that, um, yeah, there's sort of this sense of relief. So if you hear me relax a little bit more during this podcast... It's just because I've been itching to talk Thunder with somebody, and even though I'm in a studio, I kind of feel like we're communicating with each other. As weird as that may sound to you, I really do feel like we're one-on-one getting ready for what should be one of, if not the most interesting seasons in Thunder history, either just ahead of last year's or just behind last year. So with me saying that, let me get into what's coming up on the podcast today. We'll talk about the starting five again, because Andre Robertson had some comments on a television station in San Antonio about when he might be ready to come back, and we'll discuss not only when he might be ready, but when the Thunder might be ready, and I have an idea of what I think the starting five should look like without Andre Robertson. That is segment number one. Segment number two, the Oklahoma City Thunder have decided to bring in Dante Grantham 
from Clemson, a kid who suffered an ACL tear last year and did not get to finish his senior year, but he's going to be brought into camp, going to get an idea, or at least going to get a chance to be looked at by the Thunder, who already have 15 guys under contract. So if he's any good, chances are he's probably going to be playing at the G League, but I want to know what makes a player worth rooting for, because it seems like this would be a kid that we'd all be rooting for to come back and play for the Oklahoma City Thunder, but man who we root for and why we why we root for them that definition has changed so much over the last few years then we will wrap things up hearing from Blake Griffin of the Detroit Pistons the Pistons are coming to play the Thunder during the preseason where will the Pistons practice plus what's it been like for him getting the opportunity to play under Dwayne Casey or at least work with Dwayne Casey for the short amount of time that Dwayne Casey has been the head coach of the Pistons My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City, and I'm a contributor to News Radio 1000 KTOK. And coming up this basketball season, hopefully Randy Renner and I will be hosting uh, some Thunder stuff. We'll keep you abreast of that. I also contribute to another publication called Thunder Digest, and a big shout-out to Chuck Cheney for letting me use their Twitter account to promote Locked on Thunder. And a uh, big shout-out to you for uh, listening to Locked on Thunder every single day. And uh, Chris Plank, special shout-out going to Chris Plank, who says that he uh, listens to Locked on Thunder anytime he gets an opportunity to. So, Chris, I um, very cannot tell you what that means to me in your compliments today about this particular podcast. I can't even put into words right now what that means to me with what this last year has been like. But uh, enough about me and enough about last year. Let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder and what's going on with that starting five as we get ready for Andre Robertson to come back. And when is he going to be back? He's hoping he's going to be back before the end of the calendar year, but he's not putting any timetable on it. So it could be later. It could possibly be sooner. Obviously, he wants to be ready to go ASAP. The Thunder want him to be ready to go ASAP. If he's not there, here's how I would build the starting five. I would go as offensive, as the Canadians would say, offensive as possible with the Oklahoma City Thunder, meaning Russ, Paul George, Steven Adams, your three mainstays, they're starting. Jeremy Grant, who I've been pretty much just kind of dug in that he's going to be in the starting five, I, if that's the way Billy Donovan's thinking, if that's the way Sam Presti's thinking, I'm going to roll Jeremy Grant back to the bench. I'm going to bring in Patrick Patterson, and then I'm going to bring in Dennis Schroeder at the two, and I'm just going to try and outscore teams for the first few weeks of the season. I'm not going to worry at all about playing too much defense unless it's down the stretch. And yeah, that's going to hurt whatever firepower you have coming off the bench. But I already think the Thunder, in a sense, were depleted on the bench from a firepower standpoint. And that's something that the Thunder are really going to have to address as the season goes along, especially the closer that they get to, to trade deadline. But that's how I construct the start starting five without Andre Robertson. I just I, I try and go as offensive as possible. There's another thing you could do. And I don't see the Thunder doing it, but it's not a lineup that I would mind at all. And that would be start Raymond Felton at the one, put Russ at the two, let Raymond run the offense. I would still, at that, at that point, if you bring in Raymond Felton, 
who was the only consistent player off the bench for the majority of the year last year for Oklahoma City. And Raymond shows that he has con- he has tendencies to get hot. I would keep Raymond at the one, Russ at the two, have PG at the three. Then I would bring Jeremy Grant in to play the four. And then I would have Steven Adams at the five. But I believe that, that if you're Billy Donovan, you can get creative Although we know that Billy Donovan likes to jack with the rotations, he doesn't really like to jack with his starting five too much. So whoever that starting five is going to be, when you probably roll him out there maybe three, four games into the season, like I can see it changing between game one and game four and trying some different combinations. But by game four, it's going to be set. And that's who the Thunder are going to work with until Andre Robertson comes back. And speaking of Dre... Here's some of that interview he did with that San Antonio TV station about his time, his time frame on when he's going to come back, how he's feeling, and then just taking us through the injury. And some of this stuff you've heard Andre talk about before, but some of it he hasn't really addressed here to the media in Oklahoma City. Can you take us through when you went through that at that moment to where you are now and you know just some of the things that have kind of you've had to go through to get to this point? I would say I'm about a, a couple months away. Um, not really putting any specific timeline on it, uh, but you know, come back when I feel ready. Um, when I first did it, it was, uh, it was, uh, I didn't really know what happened until I, I came down, um, and kind of like couldn't move my leg anymore, basically. So, um, I was in shock, so I didn't really feel anything. Um, but to this day, it's kind of like a nightmare. But I've been grinding every single day to kind of get back to that same player on defense and expand my game on offense to become a better me. So, uh, so it's definitely a, a great lesson and, uh, you know, put things in perspe- perspective. So I'm um, growing and learning from it every day. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, playing ball your whole life, you'd never had anything anywhere near this, correct? Yeah, this is a uh, first major injury. Um, it's definitely taught me a lot. Uh, builds character. Um, and just, like I said, puts things in, in a different perspective uh, outside of basketball as well. So it's great. Laying on the bed, a lot, definitely a lot of things ran through my mind. Um, knowing the history of this injury, not many people come back from it uh, in the same way. But um, I also do know that today's day and era is, you know, in, in terms of technology, medicine, stuff like that is totally different. So, um, you know, we've got a great staff, great doctors that helped me out along the way uh, to kind of get me back to where I was before. Uh, and like I said, it's a challenge every day to stay positive. I told myself from day one, stay positive, stay humble, and just keep, put your head down, keep grinding it out. So uh, uh, got through the hard part. Now, you know, I'm just, like I said, chugging away day by day, uh, get my, my strength uh, and feel more comfortable on my legs. So uh, it's getting there. I got past the hard part in terms of not being able to walk, run, and do the simple things of life. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm thankful. and. Uh, Definitely uh, grateful uh, that uh, I'm in this position right now. Well, I mean, then the other side of it is you play a team sport. You watch your guys go to battle every single night, and it's easy to talk about, you know, having a guy who's a lockdown defender like you are and how you've kind of hung your hat in the league. And then when you don't have one of those guys, you know, what's it like sitting on the sidelines and, you know, you're trying to convalesce and get ready to come back or, or at least work your way back and then, you know, watch your guys have to go to battle without you? definitely tough uh, just watching because um, the way we played was kind of a little a little different after I went down um, 
and just trying to <clears throat> just watch them having to go through it and kind of figure it out in a different way was just kind of painful in a sense, and especially when play playoffs roll around and um, not having one of your defensive anchors out there to kind of help along, it, it, was, it was tough. Um, and it was just tough for me to watch in terms of a sense of like our schemes, our strategy, um, and our defense um, took a little hit. Um, I just felt, I kind of felt mad, angry at like myself um, for letting it get this far, but I mean, that's out of my hands, but it, it was basically, you know, just putting things, like I said, in a different perspective of watching it from the sidelines and depicting the game a different way. Um, and it was also teaching me things that I never would have seen before because watching it from the side is definitely totally different than being in it. So um, I definitely learned a lot, and uh, I took my hat off to the guys for going out there and fighting every day. So it was good. The other thing that it did for Andre Robertson is it really helped his case out with the fans. And you don't see this too often. Usually when guys get hurt, they can't play 100% or they're not out there to help the team. Fans, while they feel sympathetic, there are some fan bases that really pull back from guys and really have a tendency to criticize them, especially if there's any chance they, they can get back on the floor. Well, with Andre, there was no chance to get back on the floor and the Thunder's defense suffered. And then you saw fans sort of wake up and realize, oh yeah, this guy is good. He contributes to the team. And the Thunder is an organization where guys aren't going to criticize each other while they are still inside the organization. But everything that was said about Andre by his teammates was genuine. They appreciate him, appreciate his effort, and appreciate what he brings every night defensively. And he's got a guard. I mean, it's the other thing you got to remember about Andre is he guards some of the best players in the league. And how many times have we seen him have to go out and guard a team's best score. Well, the NBA set up, and Billy Donovan said this better than I ever could, it's set up so the offensive player wins. And I don't care how great a defensive player you are, when you are playing at that level, you're just going to lose to the offensive player more often than you're going to shut him down. It's just, I don't know what some people expect in terms of defense, but Andre Rob Robertson gives it to you every night. I sorely miss him, and hopefully he'll be back and be able to play before the end of the calendar year. If not, We've got some interesting lineups to be watching for the Thunder for the next couple of months, and it uh, should be fun to talk about on this podcast. Coming up next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, what makes a guy worth rooting for? And is there a guy coming into camp that maybe we'll all be cheering for by the end of his run with the Oklahoma City Thunder during camp? We'll talk about that next on Locked on Thunder. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which can be subscribed to via Apple iTunes. You can get this on Google. You can get it on Alexa. You can get all the Locked On Podcasts on Spotify as well. 
All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Locked On Insert Team here. She'll hook it up with you. And then Google, pretty much the same thing. Hey, Google, play this. And, uh, you know, Spotify and iTunes, you just have to search it out. But also for us, we've got the Locked On Thunder website, and there's LockedOnSports.com. Check out all our podcasts. And we just launched our college podcast this past week. So we're trying to build that. But thank you so much uh, for supporting this this network and everything that it has done. And uh, we've got some big things coming on the horizon, and I'm very, very excited to be a part of it. The Oklahoma City Thunder are starting to fill out their training camp roster. Dante Grantham from Clemson is going to get an opportunity to play. Um, Oklahoma City already has 15 players on the roster, so odds of him making it to the making it on the Thunder roster, I would say slim. Most likely he's going to be a guy that hangs out with the blue all year long. He shot 56% from the floor in college and 41% from three-point range as a senior. Actually, those are his senior stats, so, hey, Thunder are always looking for more three-point guys. You can obviously see how he develops, but he did tear his ACL, and his career ended a lot shorter than, obviously, what he wanted it to in college. And he's a guy that, you know, walks away 33, 33rd in Clemson history with 1,100 career points. Now, the reason I bring him up is not because I'm extremely excited about seeing him play if he can contribute great i would love to see dante dante grantham contribute it's more just less that road back and very we talked a lot about it with andre robertson in the last segment but what makes a guy worth rooting for when you are picking a player to watch what is that driving force when we were kids we either grew up liking Usually a team's colors or a few players on the team, we adopted them. Eventually those players retired and you either stick with an organization because you like the franchise or you eventually move organizations and find one that fits you more is a little bit closer to your hometown. But when it comes to just rooting for a player, especially a guy that is not on your team, is it a situation where it comes down to characteristics does it come down to just how much they produce? Some people gravitate towards the anti-heroes. Some people gravitate towards the bad guys. That's where I'm at. And, and I'll tell you the types of guys I root for. I'll just I'll throw my opinion out there because I I think it, it says who we root for, in my opinion, says a lot about us as a person and says a lot about us psychologically. I tend to root for people that get labeled the bad guys. I'm a New York Yankee fan. Die hard, bleed pinstripes. It's probably no or other organization that means as much to me in this world as the Yankees do. And, and that includes my beloved University of Oklahoma and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Grew up a Yankee fan with my dad, and I just live and die with that team. But they're the bad guys. They're always winning. The Patriots. I didn't really like the Patriots until Spygate. Until everybody started criticizing them and saying, well, this is the only way that these guys win. And it was like, well, wait a second. Yeah, that's part of it. But you also have to be well coached. You have to play well. You have to execute these things. You can have the test. You can have the answers. But unless you are able to get pen to paper, so a lot of times you can't complete that task. Guys that use steroids. For some reason, I can identify with those guys. So for me, it's about people who identify with, and the more you are picked on, the more you are criticized. And if you're not just out doing things that are illegal 
or detrimental to society, you're the ones that I end up rooting for. I tend to glom on. I, Russell Westbrook was a guy I felt early in his career in Oklahoma City wasn't getting as much love as Kevin Durant. I saw all my friends wearing KD jerseys, so it was like, you know what? I'm going to be the Russ guy. Just kind of said, I'm going to be the Russ guy. And certainly getting to talk to Russ on a day-to-day basis changes that dynamic a little bit. It's not, I don't dislike Russ. I like him fine, but it's just different now as opposed to when I wasn't living here and having to watch from afar. Same with Paul George. Carmelo Anthony, I became his fan because I thought not only was he extremely articulate and great to talk to, but I felt fans picked on him. That's me. The more you're picked on, and the more you show traits of at least being a guy that'll work hard and do what is best for his team, even if it's with methods that people don't necessarily agree with, those are the guys that I root for. So it probably says that I'm a screwed up individual. I don't know. What what I really need to do, if to order to do this properly, do this segment properly, we need to bring in a psychologist. And we need to bring in a panel of fans. And then we just need to do an entire show of her dissecting why you're rooting for the people you are. Oh, you're a Larry Bird fan because of this. Oh, you're a Magic fan because of this. This is why you like Michael Jordan. This is why you like LeBron better. For some reason, I like Kobe Bryant. I've always liked Kobe Bryant. Even with all the garbage that went along with it, I just stuck with it. Stuck with him for some reason. I, You know what? I'd sit here and explain it to you. I'm not even sure I can explain it. To myself is why I root for who we root for. But it's just something to think about. And I do believe that this is a topic that we'll touch on maybe a little bit further somewhere down the line on Locked on Thunder. We'll wrap things up talking about the Detroit Pistons. Yes, they'll be here in Oklahoma City in October. And when they come, we'll tell you where they're going to be practicing and how Blake Griffin is handling working with Dwayne Casey right now. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't forget to check out all the other Locked On podcasts that we have. It's LockedOnSports.com or just say, hey, Alexa, play some Locked On Raiders. Hey, Alexa, play Locked On Lakers. Ah, they get enough listeners. Ah, play Locked On Lakers anyway. So obviously, when you're doing a good a good podcast, you're going to have a lot of listeners. But it's all right there on the Locked On Podcast Network at LockedOnSports.com. And uh, check out our fine college podcast. Alabama, Brigham Young, Arkansas, all have podcasts and more are coming soon. And yes, for Oklahoma State fans who've asked me about this, I believe that there there is an Oklahoma State one in the works. I won't be doing that one, and I don't know who is, but as this podcast network grows, you're going to add more college teams to it, or we're going to add more college teams to it. Speaking of college, Blake Griffin was back at his alma mater OU on Saturday to open the 
Griffin family. What is it? It's called, it's the Griffin Family Workout Center. Actually, that's not it. It's the Griffin Family Performance Center. I'm calling it the Blake. Now, the kids and everybody else will know you are going to call it the Griffin. Ultimately, they're going to win, and I realize this is going to be a losing battle, but I'm still going to call it the Blake. He put forth the most of the money. He had the vision, etc., etc. But he's done such a good job of putting this together. It got Dwayne Casey interested in coming down to Norman to practice when the Pistons are in town on October the 3rd or before October the 3rd to play the Thunder in the preseason. And here's what Blake Griffin had to say, not only about that, but his short time with Dwayne Casey. Uh, yeah, trying to figure it out. We just kind of made that plan. I, I, Coach Casey uh, texted me um, that we were playing a game here in, in Oklahoma City and, and asked if we wanted if I wanted to like, stay over and have the team come up here and practice. And, Immediately was like, yeah, of course. So we'll figure something out. It'll be a, it'll be a, a cool, uh, cool day, and, and hopefully, guys will more, more of our guys will get a lift in that day uh, since we have this. How's it been working with Dwayne Casey for? I mean, you've only had, known him for really, I guess, a few weeks, but how's yeah. it been so far working with him in the transition? To he's, Detroit? he's great, man. He, he interviewed for the Clippers job my second, my first year really in the league, and, and, and didn't ultimately get it. But I was, you know, I was pulling for him at the time and, and got to know him a little bit over my career. But you know, just in this past two, three months, whatever it's been, uh, he's been unbelievable. Um, you know, he's a, a guy that was coach of the year um, and got fired. Um, so we're very, very lucky to have him, and he's built a, a really good staff. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, to starting this season kind of on a fresh start. Blake Griffin's fascinating to me. As somebody that grew up going to his college and rooting for his college and now being a Thunder fan, and look, there's a lot of Thunder fans that, that root for OU. You just have to know that. But as a whole, I would, and I think even the majority of Thunder fans who are OU fans don't like Blake Griffin. Like, he is liked in Norman, but by Thunder fans as a whole, dude is not liked. Marcus Smart doesn't fall into that category. It seems like most Thunder fans like Marcus Smart, and they should. Marcus is a good player, and I'm interested to see how Trey Young is treated when he comes in with Atlanta. I think for the most part, people are going to be excited to see him. But Blake is a guy that Thunder fans, they view him as a dirty player. You'll see a few Blake Griffin jerseys if you come here to watch a game, but you won't see just a ton of them. And for the most part, this city, whether you played at OU or OSU or Tulsa or wherever, if you're not a member of the Thunder, then yeah, it's great. You're from Oklahoma, but this is becoming a Thunder state. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Eventually, the Thunder are going to become the number one organization in the state of Oklahoma. And it's just because there's, there's no divisiveness with the Thunder. It's the one common thing that everybody can get behind, no matter where you went to college, if you didn't go to college. And this all, I've said this before, I hate repeating myself, but... A lot of it has to do with kids, kids that are growing up that are my son's, my youngest son's age and younger are going to have growing up their entire life knowing the Oklahoma City Thunder and having watched them 82 games a year versus 13 weeks a year, once a week, and then 30 whatever games and they're the dominant talk throughout the city and people are constantly wearing Thunder gear the more north you go. Yeah, this is interesting. It's just as, as great as college sports are here in Oklahoma, and as much as a college state as it is, times are definitely changing.
definitely changing. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Thanks for uh, helping me out with my therapy today and let me talk a little NBA and a little Thunder. Thanks for spending time with us. We will be back tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to be talking more Thunder basketball. And until tomorrow, everyone love everyone, ELE, and peace, love, and Thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.